Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 46, which we are recording on September Thursday. 25th, 26th. Oh, God. Thursday, September 26, 2013. 2013. I have to know the dates. <laughs> and I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And today we're bringing you a regular episode in the midst of our rule series and our interviews. And we are delighted to be doing so. Yeah, we have a lot of catch up and catch up on the knit along. Just catch up in general. Yep. <laughs> Gail and I also catching up with each other today. It's true. We, we've already been chatting for the last like, yes. 30 minutes. <laughs> Time to turn on the microphone. And we need to get going here because kids will be coming home from school. That's true. So what are you wearing, Charlene? I am wearing my transverse cardigan, which is a pattern written by Ann Weaver, who we met at Stitches this past year. And this pattern was... Let's see, it was released back in 2010 in the spring issue of Interweave Knits. I knit my sweater in the fall of 2011, and I keep telling myself that I need to make another one because I wear it a lot. I, I think I've mentioned this pattern before on another podcast when I was wearing it that I wasn't sure I would like it when I made it and I of course ended up wearing end up wearing it a lot so one of these days I'll crank out another one (laughs) (laughs) how about you Gail what are you wearing I am wearing my Marion cardigan which is a pattern by Andy Satterlin which I knit earlier this year you guys all probably remember it's written in It's knit with Quince and Company Lark, which is their worsted weight all-American wool in a nice kind of eastery looking purple. And it's nice and cozy and it's perfect after being in Dallas the last four days where I didn't wear a sweater a single moment. (laughs) So that's what we're wearing. What have you been stocking? Okay, I've got a couple of interesting things that I'm stocking. The first thing that I'm stocking is my own stash. The reason I'm stocking my own stash is because if you follow me on Instagram, you will know that I have inherited a dresser that a friend of mine got rid of, and we moved a bunch of furniture around in the room, and the dresser got put in place where we used to have a table that a printer sat on top of, and so things have been rearranged, and now I have room for this dresser, and I am using it to store knitting supplies and stash yarn. And another thing I forgot to show you when you came in today. But anyway, so that is sitting in the den over there, and it made me reassess, not reassess, but I had to look at all of my stashed yarns. So it made me think of all the things that I want to make with each sweater quantity or cowl quantity or skein, whatever it is that I packed away in there. And there's enough yarn for a few more projects to come. And was it fun <laughs> to go through all your stash and to re- reacquaint yourself with it? Yeah, it was. And I also have a few things that I need to get rid of. Part of doing that, I also moved some of my sweaters around in my closet because it was previously where yarn had been stored, and so I was able to move sweaters in. And I did make a couple of hard decisions about sweaters to get rid of. I've been slowly 
moving some sweaters out. I, there were a few sweaters that I gave away a few weeks ago. And then there are some sweaters that have been repaired a lot. Some sweaters that I really don't wear anymore. Some sweaters that I just don't like the yarn anymore. But I've been hanging on to them because I knit them. Yeah, and I'm I know what you mean. finally to the place now where it's just old clothes and I don't wear them anymore and I need to keep moving them out. So some hard decisions have been made, but it's all good. <laughs> At least I like to think it's all good. That means that I'll have room for the sweaters that I'm knitting now, right? That's true. Absolutely true. <laughs> okay. So what else have I been stocking? I have been stocking a fun shawl that was published in the recent Knitty Deep Fall edition written by Melinda Vermeer called Nymphalidea. I love that shawl. And it looks like a fun shawl. This one is knit in Malabrigo sock and Zauber ball. So you have some alternating yarns in there. I haven't looked at the pattern, so I don't know if it's knit end to end. Do you I know? I think it is because I already have the yarn oh, balled up picked and the pattern up. Okay. and everything. I think I'm bringing Interesting. that on vacation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. It might, I might be. I think it might be too complicated for vacation knitting. So yeah, I'm, I'm not debating. sure. I need to look at it, but I'm just, I really like the way the colors look yeah, and it's the way it stripes and the way that. Because the Zauber ball. It's slow color slow change. color changes, right. and then she used a Malabrigo sock, which is more tonal. So I like the way it looks. Yeah, I do too. So that one's fun, interesting. We do, I didn't I know that you were stocking yes, it either, I <laughs> and I love Melinda's patterns. So yeah, yeah. And then the last thing that I'm stocking is just a fun pattern. Let me see if I can bring it up. Here it is. It is called Cat's Mane, and where. Okay, it is Cat's Mane, and it is exactly what it sounds like. Have you seen this one, Gail? No, I haven't. It is a yarn mane for (laughs) your pet cat. It is a free pattern on Ravelry by Mare Almagro. And what can I say? It's It's a little yarny mane to put on your furry feline friend. Because don't, cats don't have enough fur. Right. <laughs> and it almost looks like a Halloween costume for a cat. Well, that's what I was thinking. See, I don't think... It's, cats don't wear things. So it's not something that a cat would wear. Right. You make it and you take photos of it and that's about <laughs> it. But I'm having fun looking at all the project pictures and all the cats. And I really like the ones where... They made the mane the same color as the cat. There's a one project that's a white cat, and it has a white mane, and then an orange cat with an orange mane. And since I have a, well, I have two cats. I have a black cat and a striped cat, but I'm thinking that a black mane on, on the boo. black on the black kitten mm-hmm. would be interesting. So, and Boo has the temperament where he, he would, would let me put it on him and take a photo. He'd suffer through it. <laughs> <laughs> My other cat probably would too, but he's older and he probably wouldn't last as long for the photo shoot. (laughs) How funny. Yeah, it would be fun though. So that's what I'm stocking. Not too much. How about you? What are you stocking? I'm stocking three things. First, I started by 
stocking my own stash and determined there <laughs> isn't any, anything in my stash for this project. It's oh. the new sweater by Hohilo Catelli. It's oh. the lipstick cardigan, which I'm guessing you're going to hear more about later in this episode. Yep. <laughs> so I tried Charlene's on and fell head over heels in love with it, but I can't use the yarn Charlene used. So I'm trying to find a good substitute yarn and I haven't succeeded yet. So that's one thing I'm stocking. Lovely sweater. I'm also stocking the Charlotte Cape. This is a fingering weight cape that looks like it should be a shawl. And the designer actually described it as something to wear in place of a shawl so that you're not fussing with it all the time keeping it closed. It also has a hood. It's really, really pretty. And I happened to have queued it about a little over a week ago. And she, the designer, once a month randomly gifts one of her patterns to someone who has queued it. And she gifted it to me. I was very surprised. She just <laughs> a random thing. And I happened to have yarn in my stash for it. I'm going to use my Canon hand-dyed Dowager. Nope, sorry, wrong color name. It's Carson. It's from the Downton Abbey colorway series that she did, and it's a beautiful tonal gray. And I've been finding that I wear my Summer Dawn cardigan all the time because it's gray and it goes with everything in my closet. So I'm thinking the Charlotte cape will be the same thing. Yeah. So it actually doesn't have a hood. It has a Mobius collar. That's what it is. It's a Mobius oh, collar. Okay. And the shawl itself is sections of garter and lace. So it's really interesting interesting construction and very pretty and i think that i will get a lot of use out of it so do you do a whole mobius cast on yes. for the collar yes oh, which i've never done cool. so cool. i will learn a new technique i love so. knitting from the mobius cast on it's amazing to watch it grow because it grows out from the middle Okay. On both sides, so it's really, or on both edges, I guess I should say. It's really neat. Even, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the progress of yeah, something done There's that really way. only one edge, though. That's the fascinating thing, so. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to doing this one. I think I might even be able to make that vacation knitting. I'm debating. I have to look more closely at the pattern. I read through it quickly, but I think just the cowl portion of it is going to be easy once I get mm -hmm. the Mobius cast on part mm -hmm. done because it's just garter stitch. So mm -hmm. if I can get that part done, I'll be good. And then she also has short row shaping across the back of the neck and at the back bottom hem. So it actually hangs a little bit lower mm. than the front. So it has nice shaping in the cape, which nice. yeah, it's pretty cool. Nice. And the third thing I'm stalking as of late last night when I got home from Dallas is something to knit with 320 yards of the most beautiful hand-spun thin fiber from my awesome friend Donna. Donna, this is beautiful yarn. When I got home from Dallas, I was expecting some yarn in the mail from Cat Says Knit. Cat is going to send us some of her CVM yarn to swatch. Ooh. And thank you very much, Kathy. And I was expecting the package to be the CVM. So I opened it. I did not look at the sender or anything. And into my hands falls this beautiful, variegated, it has deep pinks and teals and purples and lighter shades of those same colors. And I'm holding it in my hands thinking, oh my 
gosh, this is so pretty. And then the card, she said that when she was listening to our last episode and I said Finn was one of my favorite fibers, she had a huge grin on her face because this skein was sitting next to her waiting to go to me in the mail. So thank you so much, Donna. I have to find the perfect, perfect pattern. And this is definitely going with me for vacation knitting because it's soft and squishy. She spun it from Nest Fiber and it's fin fiber and verklempt must be the colorway name. So beautiful stuff. I'll have photos on my stash in Ravelry soon. Yay. Hope I get those done before I leave. <laughs> so that's what we're stocking. What are you knitting? I'm knitting two things that I have started fairly recently. The first is a shawl called Imagine When by Hohi Locatelli, and I have wanted to make this shawl forever, so I'm thrilled to finally have it on the needles. Yay! It's a shawl that's knit side to side with also some short row shaping because the shawl is slightly unusually constructed. It's not just a triangle shawl. And I am knitting mine in a yarn called Meadow by the Fiber Company, which is 40% merino, 25% llama, 20% silk, and 15% linen. And I'm just reaching over to pull it out of the bag right now to show it to Gail. Ooh. It's an interesting yarn because yeah. of all of these, the different fibers in it. There are these occasional, I'm pointing this to, out to Gail right now, I don't want to say clumps. It's not clumps, but it's there's almost like just, an individual fiber that's yeah, poking out. It's occasional it's, it's kind of little bits of one of the fibers which Hemp, I don't maybe? know if it's well no, it's or the linen. linen rather. I don't I think it's I think it must be the linen, but it's also white whereas yeah, it's the, like the rest, dye it the dye didn't soak into the oh my gosh it's soft yeah it's really soft and so i don't know how the oh, yarn <laughs> is constructed you know i don't know if perhaps it's spun with a white fiber after this is dyed or if it's dyed after it's spun because i guess it depends and then if that's the case then this fi particular fiber which i'm guessing is the linen doesn't take the dye in the same way that the other fibers do. Yeah. And so there's a little bit of white flecking in there. Not quite, um, not like... Not like tweed. Not like tweed. Thank you. Almost I'm a gesturing. What's the word I'm it's looking for? It's almost a for? heathered look. Almost a heathered look. That's a much, much better way to describe it. It's much, much softer than it looks. I did not it expect is. it to be so soft. It's really soft because it's got the llama in there and the silk also makes it really soft. Wow. So it feels really good. Llama is a really warm, warm fiber too. So even something as light and thin as this lace weight yarn is going to hold some warmth to it. Is it lace weight or fingering weight? Um, I think it's... Kind of looks fingering to me. Yeah, but I think you could knit it at lace Similar weight. to the Tosh Marina light I'm yeah, holding. Yeah, it is, it is. But it's really nice. It's a new yarn to me, and I believe it's a newish yarn yep. from Fiber Company. And it's really nice. It is a newer base because when we were on your birthday yarn crawl, they had just received it in two yeah. of those yarn stores we were in. They're yeah. brand new. I'm not sure it's something I would use for a large garment, but for a shawl, it seems nice. And the skein is generous. I, If I remember correctly, it had 500 
Oh, that's yards? right. That was one of the selling points because right. they needed a bigger skein for the shawl. Where's my... can't find it written on the tag here. Oh, 545 yards to 100 grams. So that is a little... To me, that seems Thinner. a little it's, bit. It's definitely not as dense as Tasha Marino White then. Right, right, but it's also it's also yards. because the different fibers mm-hmm, probably mm-hmm. weigh differently than just straight wool too. Oh, so but sad. it's really I not. I keep reaching and, over to fondle it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's got enough yardage for the shawl that I wanted to do, which was difficult and one of the reasons why I hadn't cast on this shawl yet because it called for 500 yards and a lot of the yards that a lot of the yarns that I wanted to use were under 500 and I didn't want to buy two skeins and then have that much left over so I was searching for something that I could use that was closer to the yardage and I probably will still have a little bit left over if the yardage requirements hold true for me but that's okay I'm okay with that because it's only one skein yep. <laughs> So that's the first thing I'm knitting, um, Imagine When by Hohi Lokatali. The second thing I'm knitting is a pattern called Nanook by Heidi Kiermeyer. And that is a top sleeve, top down long sleeve cardigan with a scalloped edge fold over collar. And it can, the sweater can be worn open or closed with the collar folded over or pinned up. Either way, there aren't, I don't believe the sweater has closures in any way. I think the people who close it on their Ravelry pattern pages have it pinned. So that's perfect for me. I'm really happy with it. I have wanted to make this sweater for a long, long time. And I was finally enabled when somebody gave me the pattern and then I matched it up with some yarn that I had gotten a couple weeks ago. That was no, a couple months, months ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. What am I, I meant months. I was thinking months. Couple, several months ago. It feels like weeks, though. No, it feels like months. Really? <laughs> yeah, I've had this yarn for a while. But I purchased this yarn. It was on sale. It is Dream in Color Classy in the deep purple colorway, I believe it is called. It's very, and very it's very deep, deep yeah. purple. And in fact, it's even staining my hands a little bit oh. as we go along. So there's a lot of dye. Hopefully it won't all wash out too badly when I finally soak it. But I really like the yarn. I've used the yarn previously for a, a Wendy Bernard sweater. My favorite cardigan. My favorite cardigan. And it it is one of my favorite cardigans, and the yarn <laughs> softens up so much. I didn't realize how much the yarn softened up because this feels so different from the yarn once it is washed. Yeah, I was so. surprised when I reached out and touched that, that it's it's not crunchy, but it's... Um, it's just not as soft. Yeah, as yeah. I expected it to be. Yeah. But and I mean, it, it softens up. Than I thought yes, it was exactly. Be. So those two things are what I am knitting. What are you knitting, Gail? In my hands right now, I have the boxy sweater pullover by Hohi Locatelli, which we've talked about many, many times on the podcast. I am knitting my second one, and I'm using Madeline Tosh Tosh Merino Light in the Lapis colorway, which is a it's an incredibly luminous jewel blue. It's like sapphire that glows from the inside out. <laughs> it's stunning. And I cast on Saturday night. I made sure I had two rows cast on without any twist. 
because you cast on over 300 stitches. Yeah. And I started knitting in earnest when I got on the airplane on Sunday to go to Dallas. Came home last night, and how many inches of sweater do you think that is? Five or six? Yeah, I think it's about six inches. So I've knit six inches of the body just on airplanes. So <laughs> that was, it's perfect travel knitting because you literally just knit. You don't have to think, you don't have to increase or decrease or anything. You just knit, 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 knit. So it's going remarkably fast and I love it, love it, love it. See, I knit the version in pieces, so I never had to cast on that many stitches oh, yeah. at one time. I cast it on in pieces. <laughs> I considered doing this one in pieces and I decided that I just wanted to do knit stitch. Yeah. So I went for in the round a second time. And for those of you who didn't know, Hohe is having her fall knit along right now. So any of her patterns qualify and go visit her group on Ravelry if you're interested in more details. I'm knitting this one for her knit along and hopefully I'll be knitting lipstick as well if I find the yarn for it. Yeah, my imagine when will be a knit along. Knit -along yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, once again we're knitting patterns for right? the same designer. That was not planned. It happens often. Yep. The other thing I'm knitting finally is the An Iron Tunic by Louise O'Neill. And I've talked about wanting to be knitting this many times. It was supposed to be one of my fall colored knit along projects, but I didn't quite make it. I now am, it's a top down cap sleeve tunic and it starts at the top with lace and you cast on for the back and then you pick up stitches at the shoulder to knit down to the front and then right above the bust it starts stockinette stitch and in the center of your back is a diamond shaped cable motif and on the front asymmetrically placed on one side is a beautiful cable panel that runs down the entire tunic so I have joined the body to knit in the round and I've knit a few rows beyond that. So I'm finished with the lace. I've started the cable panel on the side and I have roughly eight rounds to go before I'm done with the center back motif. So I'm loving the yarn. I'm using my Blue Moon Fiber Arts BFL Sport in the brick colorway, which is Samba from the Pantone fall color list and it is remarkable yarn. I've not been so in love with the yarn in a mighty, mighty long time. Hmm. At first when I cast on, I was disappointed because I didn't think the lace looked very good in the yarn, and I've gotten over that. I think it looks really pretty, and it looks stunning in the stockinette. I meant to bring it to show you. It's, I love it. I will buy more yarn, more of this yarn cool. for sure. I think I'm adding BFL to one of my favorite fibers <laughs> for sure. It's I'm stunned at how soft and fluid and drapey and shiny Deb said it was sleek and shiny and lustrous and oh my goodness, it really is. Wait until you swatch with yours. It's remarkable. So that's the second thing I'm knitting. And the third thing I'm knitting is the Hogwarts Express Shawl by Susan Ashcroft. I purchased the ebook of the four train patterns and decided to cast on Hogwarts Express first using the Corydale Lofty Fingering I have from Alpenglow. It's in the Caribbean blue colorway and it's a really interesting highly textured yarn 
and I'm really enjoying knitting with it. And I'm looking forward to being able to block it too, because everyone says Coriadale really blooms a lot when you block it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't swatch. I was a bad girl. I just went <laughs> for it. I figured a shawl. Yeah. I'll be fine. And she, the, the pattern is really well written in terms of it pretty much says when you've used approximately this percentage of your yarn, start the next section of the shawl. So the body of the shawl, it's knit top down. The upper portion is all garter stitch. And then there aren't any short rows or anything. It's just shaped with increases. And then the bottom section of the shawl is an owl motif, which is super, super cute. You know, owls and Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. And some people have added garter stitch on the bottom if they still had yarn. Some people have done some other pretty things at the edge of their shawl. And you can, or you don't have to, put beads in the eyes of the owls. And right now, my only problem is that I don't have beads. So I'm planning to bring it on vacation to knit because it's pretty mindless until you get to the owl. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to decide if I have time to go buy beads before I go or or if I'm just going to knit the whole thing and then duplicate stitch them on later. Or just wait, yeah. Or knit to that point and then stop and then buy beads. I don't know what I'm going to do. You can sew on little seed beads. That's kind of what I'm thinking. knitting Yeah. The other concern I have is that the yarn itself is kind of thick and thin so i don't know how easy it's going to be to to get beads beads, on there so that's one of my concerns i don't know how big of a how large diameter that hole will have to be in order to get the bead on yeah so i'm a little i don't want to say i'm concerned but i'm (laughs) i'm puzzling over how i'm going to achieve that if i decide to put beads on it i have long wanted to make that shawl as well and now that i've seen gail knitting one i'm going to have to cast on one soon too well you knit the tgv high express or high speed knitting shawl Mm -hmm. and that was the one i expected to start with but for some reason the hogwarts express just said, I have to be knit in that Corydale yarn. Please cast me on, please. Well, and after I saw yours, I was looking through yarns that I have in stash, and I didn't really see anything that I could use. And then, this is terrible. When That's not I was, terrible, it's clever. <laughs> when I was going through all of the sweaters that I was putting away in the newfound space I had, I found a shawl that I had made several months ago that I still haven't photographed or worn. Oh, you haven't worn it? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. And I love the yarn. It's that Neighborhood Fiber Fiber Company Rustic Fingering. And I should use it for something that I'm really going to love because I really love the yarn. So I am thinking about ripping that shawl out and repurposing the yarn for my Hogwarts Express. Do it. We shall see. I probably will because, as most of you know, I am not shy about ripping out projects that I don't love for whatever reason. Well, that's good if you haven't worn it. I mean, the weather hasn't called for shawls necessarily right but still but i haven't even photographed it you know and it's i remember talking about it it when i knit it that i was kind of surprised because there were a lot of people that blocked it upside down yeah, i remember you said that <laughs> and it's just got an unusual shape and even though i read about that unusual shape and knit the fix that a lot of people 
made so that it wouldn't have the funny little bump on top, I still feel like it's just unusually shaped. See, and I love mine because yeah. I even brought it to Dallas yeah. again. I didn't end up needing to use it, but it's, I love it. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It may, for whatever reason, it just hasn't clicked with me yet. I'm, I'm going to give it a chance, but the owls might win. <laughs> <laughs> well, you love owls, so that would be appropriate. Yeah. Especially yeah. in that, is it Charles Center? Is that the name of that beautiful gray? Yes. It's lovely. Yes. I was considering maybe using that for lipstick. See, well, you'll hear about Charlene soon. I want one just like hers, but I can't <laughs> use the same yarn, so therein lies the problem. Well, you could. I, it's not me. It's you. It's, I physically can't use the same yarn, it, and you'll know why in a little while. So. Well, I can go ahead and talk about it because it's the item that I have finished. Yay! And the item that I have finished is, just like Gail has said, is the lipstick cardigan patterned by Hohi Locatelli. And I was amongst one of the test knitters for this sweater. So I was knitting the pattern for the few weeks before how he released the pattern and I got pictures up and mine is knit in the Misty Tonos Misty Alpaca Tonos Worsted and it is 50% Merino 50% Alpaca which is why Gail can't wear it because the 50% Alpaca will make her itch yep <laughs> sadly it doesn't make me itch and I love the gray, the pale gray that I used. It's so tonal. It's beautiful. And so gorgeous. It's it's just perfect. Perfect, yep. perfect. A lot of people are using red because of the lipstick name. Yeah. And I have to say it's lovely in red too, and I would like to have a red one. And I'm thinking that I may make one with longer sleeves as well just because i love the way this sweater fits now i should describe it it's a top down open cardigan there are uh, four buttons at the top and it is oversized dolman sleeves i think that's what they're called yeah, yeah. and i was recommended to knit it with eight inches of positive ease which i did i knit it exactly eight or so inches of positive ease and I was a little hesitant because I don't usually make garments with that much positive ease but I said I'd follow the directions as written and I am so happy that I did because I really love it as written and with the oversized fit it's very very nice and it's very very flattering yeah it looks beautiful on her absolutely beautiful <laughs> thank you You're yeah welcome. i really love it just 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 love it so that's the only thing that i have finished what about you i finished two things i finished i've cast on and finished since we actually talked about our own knitting the antarctis shawl which is by kaleo knits i can't remember her name and i didn't write it down it's knit, I knit it in my Ba Yarn by the La Jolla Yarn Company in the Blue Iris colorway. And this shawl is knit from side to side. You start with garter and then there are sections of very easy to knit lace, then garter, then lace, etc. It's beautiful. It's simple, but textured and and it's perfect for variegated yarn. I just, my yarn has blues and purples. It's 
super, super pretty. Charlene pulled up the pattern for me on Ravelry and it's Kaleo Knits, K-A-L-L-I-O Knits. Beautiful shawl, I loved it, very fun knit. It was, you had to think for the lace portions, but not very much, it's not difficult lace at all. It's more like eyelet lace. And I just love the shape. I'm falling in love with these asymmetric, long, shallow triangle shawls because I can wrap them around my neck and they stay in place, kind of almost like I'm wearing them like a cowl. And I just highly recommend pattern. And I really liked the yarn as well. I have not had time to block it because I finished it right before I left for Dallas, but I will try to block it before I leave for France and maybe even bring it with me because it's the colors are just so vibrant and happy. Mm -hmm. It's gonna look really pretty with my boxy actually, come to think of it, because the color I'm using for boxy actually has some of the Myconis blue, the Pantone mm -hmm. color for fall, and the Antarctis shawl does as well. Some of the blue in there is definitely Mykonos and the purple, some of it is acai as well. So it was an unintentional fall colored, <laughs> colors of fall knit along. And the other one I finished was an intentional colors of fall knit along project. That was the easy folded poncho by Church Mouse Yarns and Tea, which I knit in my Misty Alpaca Pima Silk. And I used their Rich Berry colorway, which is vivacious. And I love that thing. It's, I, I've always known in the back of my mind that I would use a poncho a lot, but I couldn't overcome the fact that it's a poncho. And, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not stylish really at all, but you know, you can't be anti-stylish at the same time, but this is such a useful garment. I don't care. It's really cute. It's awesome. It's so, tiny, so it's almost cape-like. Yeah, I think it's more of a cape than a poncho. I think of ponchos as more kind of flared with mm -hmm. fringe and color work and big heavy yarn. Mm -hmm. This is not like that at all. So the pattern itself is written in stockinette stitch, so it's flat, no texture. I did every fourth row, knit one, purl one. So I have some texture to mine, which I'm really glad I did. Mm -hmm. I really love it. It actually makes the yarn even more talkative. Mm -hmm. You know, you can see it better. Mm -hmm. And I did knit the cowl. It has the option to pick up and knit for a cowl or not to, and I'm really glad I did. It's really comfortable. You can put it on over anything. And when I put it on the first day I finished it, I had it on the rest of the day. <laughs> I just put it on and it was there. And it was keeping me warm and my hands were free to do anything I wanted. And it wasn't a problem. You know, there weren't any sleeves to push up or pull right. down or anything. Right. It just, it was fantastic. Yeah. And of course I can wear it over anything, long sleeves, short sleeves, tank tops. It's just going to be very useful in our climate. So again, I highly recommend this pattern as well. Completely simple to knit. It is a giant rectangle. Then you seam one edge part way, and then you stick your head through the hole and you're done. <laughs> and then if you want to, you pick up in the hole and knit up for your cowl. So awesome knit it is a long rectangle so it is a lot of knitting but i'm glad i did it so that's one of the reason the charlotte one of the reasons the charlotte cape is high on my stocking list because having finished the poncho i now know oh i you will really wear, wear yeah. something like this it's just so easy and yeah. useful it would be hard to put a coat on over it but other than that, I mean, there's nothing hindering you. Right. Yeah. And the cowl is actually loose enough that you could even wear a closer fitting cowl underneath if you wanted it. to underneath yeah. it. Yeah. So just yeah. an option you have. 
So those are the two things I finished. And I did get some pictures or a picture into our Colors of Fall chat thread. And you'll see that I my outfit was definitely not a fall outfit, but we were in the middle <laughs> of Indian summer here. So that was the closest to fall I was going to get. And I just know I will wear it a lot in the fall with you know yoga pants, leggings, jeans, skirts, whatever. Yeah, so. my original piece that I had intended for the knit along was boxy, and I still haven't taken those photos. And mine was Julissa, just, and I still haven't taken yeah, styled just, photos either. Just because I was kind of waiting, because I have this vision in my head of what I want the photos Me to too. look like, and I haven't had the setup, the time, the bandwidth, the weather to take those kind of photos. And so I haven't. Which, I mean, it. I, t- I ended up taking photos of the lipstick cardigan, and I put those photos yep. in the knit-along thread because the color, again, it was unintentional, but the color worked for it. But Turbulence. I'm kind of sad that I still haven't taken my boxy photos. Well, and I was looking at my Julissa in the closet this morning thinking, you know, I really wanted to style that with jeans, but I don't wear jeans. And I did mm. actually go jean shopping you with the intention of having a finished styled look. But I've tried on many, many pairs of jeans in the last few weeks, and I have not found a single oh. pair that I like on my body. So I that's don't know if that's ever going to happen. And maybe that's okay. I mean, maybe I'm not supposed to wear jeans, and I'm okay with that. So, Especially since jeans are expensive. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I had no idea that jeans were so expensive. So those are the things I finished. So we have exciting knit-along finale news. We did our random number generator today, and there were 145 posts. No, that's not true. 174? No, I can't remember. Where's my number? Yeah, Charlene's going to look it up for me. I was taking these notes at home, and now I'm at Charlene's house. And now in front of me, I have the list of winners and prizes. So I used the random number generator. 145 posts. That's what I thought. It was 145. So 144 or so. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go down the list of winners. And I want to, again, thank every one of our prize donators. You guys are (laughs) fabulous. I had the luck of meeting Lori who is Strawberry Frog on Ravelry. She lives near Dallas, Texas, so she was nice enough to come to my hotel, and we had a fabulous night the other night. Chatted like we were long-lost sisters or something. It was so much fun. We had a great time. Thank you, Lori. And we were talking about the knit-along and the prizes and stuff, and I said, you know, Charlene and I have been so amazingly fortunate because so many people have come to us and said, can I donate a prize for your knit along and oh my goodness we're so grateful and so we, overwhelmed with the generosity of people. we are so grateful because when we started this podcast i can't remember what our first prize was it was michelle's the Evanston fickle knitter no it was oh, fickle um, knitters book that oh, she gave us that's stitches that's right that's right and we had just started podcasting podcast, yep. And she donated that, and we were so excited. <laughs> <laughs> we get to do a giveaway. Yes. And our first knit-along, we actually had quite a few prizes as well. We yeah. had a lot of people who donated yeah. things, and it's been fantastic. We feel yeah. very fortunate and blessed to we have really such do. an awesome community out there. We really do, there. because we're all 
sharing what we have and yep. taking care of each other and I just love it. <laughs> and for all of you who sent PMs and posted in the group, you know, thank you so much for this great knit along. Thank you guys. You guys are the ones that made it so much fun. I yeah, mean, definitely. all the projects and chats and, you know, this is completely cheesy, but it's also 100% true. We're all winners. <laughs> we all have a great new fall look or fall accessory or something from the knit along. And everybody yeah. got fired up about that. And some of you stepped outside of your color preferences and really liked the results. And as I was pulling the prize winners this morning, I just kept thinking, but we all won. Look at these great projects. It was, it was really fun to have this new way of looking at colors to to focus on different colors mm -hmm. sometimes colors that are outside of our normal and find a way to blend them in with our existing wardrobe it was really neat i agree 100 really percent. Yeah. very cool idea thank you again little red radish you know who you are <laughs> so the first prize are the beautiful three skeins of western sky knits polworth silk dk donated by Kim of Western Sky Knits, and this is in her new colorway called Vivacious, and it's beautiful yarn. And the winner of that is number 60, Princess Mommy, who is Amy from Texas, who knit the Long Sands cardigan, which is beautiful. Next prize is a skein of Shasta Daisy yarn, donated by Shasta of Shasta Daisy Knits, and that's gonna be a skein that's either in her shop or talk to her and she might be able to custom dye a skein in her stock bases. That one was won by MMLT, who is Mary from San Diego, and she knit the Lacey Bactus shawl. The next prize is a skein of Blue Moon Fiber Arts socks that rock, I believe it's in lightweight, in the Bleeding Heart colorway, and their sock pattern from that month's club, sock club project. And that was won by Sandy Knits 88, who is Sandy in Pennsylvania. She was number 15, and she knit the Featherweight cardigan, which was super pretty. Nice. Do you want to do the next one? Let's see. It is... Ooh, I don't see the person. Line number seven. So it's a pattern from Hohe, a pattern, pattern of your choice. Pattern of your choice from Hohe Locatelli, and it was won by... Cindy? Yep. Okay, so, Cindy, so here's her who is name. C. Perrine... Cindy from Illinois, and she won, oh, I just said that. She won the pattern of her choice, donated by Hohe Locatelli. Yeah, and she, sorry, I'm looking at Gail's spreadsheet. Sorry, we did not practice this. I put together the spreadsheet, and I just realized I was doing all the talking, so I was trying to get Charlene into it, but she doesn't know how I built the Excel spreadsheet. So that was Cindy, and she was number 96, and you want to do this one now that you know what my layout is? Oh, that... That highlighting is so much better. Yeah, okay. there we go. <laughs> so the next prize is a pattern of your choice from Louise O'Neill. Yeah, she's the one who designed the Iron tunic okay. that I'm knitting. And the book is Impeccable In Tune is the name of the ebook that the tunic is in, but you okay. can pick any of her self-published self patterns, self patterns or the In Tune book. And she's Impeccable Knits on Ravelry. Okay, and that was one by Fiona, who is Pandemon. From Australia. Yay, Fee! <laughs> Fee knit two sweaters for the knit along. She knit Cora by Andrea Black, and she knit the new Krillo by Letty Knits, and she knit her Krillo in orange, which she said was stepping way out way of her, out comfort, of her zone. comfort zone. And, and she had a really cute styling photo. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and she looks beautiful in orange. Yeah. Next 
prize is a pattern of your choice from Vanessa Smith, who is Nessa Renee on Ravelry, and she designed the Julissa cardigan that I knit for the knit along. And that was won by Mary Knits 2, who is Marianne from Santa Rosa, who we met at Stitches. And she was number 124, and she knit a beautiful Central Park hoodie. She didn't think she'd be able to finish, finish. it in yeah. time. She got it she done did. in the nick of time. Yeah. That was awesome. Okay, the next one is a ebook, the ebook Botanical Knits, donated by Alana Dacos, who is never not knitting. And that was won by Leah Aline, who is Leah from Wisconsin. And she knit the Autumn's End cardigan. <laughs> wow. So maybe we want to swap those prizes around. I just realized she, that. I just realized it too. I just realized Autumn's that. End is from the book Botanical Knits by Alana Dacos. So, so she may already have the book. I let's don't know. swap these around. So I'm going to make an executive decision here. And we're going to swap that with the person beneath you. And now Leah from Wisconsin hold on let me do the copying and pasting so that i don't mess anything up so okay executive decision now is done leah you've actually won the skein of grant creek yarns cushy merino donated by michelle who is evanston michelle on ravelry yay yay which means the ebook botanical knits goes to marcy who is x chores from sacramento for her sloping hem boat neck sweater. Yeah. And then the next one, two skeins of Fiber Company Tundra in the mink colorway, which was donated by Vix Knits, Vicky. And that is also to knit a pattern. It was, let me rephrase that. That yarn in that same colorway was knit to, was used to knit the cowl from Botanical Knits. There we go, I got it out. You don't have to use it for that project, but. That was won by number 109, who is Kristen Geeter. Kristen from Memphis, who knit a hitchhiker shawl, which was really pretty. And the next one. Two skeins of yarn from Unique Sheep, donated by Kathy, who is Cat Says Knit on Ravelry. One skein is Verve in American, American, Beauty. In American Beauty, and one skein is... Sushi Socks Yarn in Cafe Marco. Yep. And that was won by Kristen, who is Biscuit Girl from Nashville, Tennessee, for her Fireside Cardigan. Now, which is really pretty, too. Yes. And the next prize is the Feckles Mitt Kit, which was donated by the designer, who is Estella. She is EM Knits on Ravelry. And she designed these for the Knit Along, which was Yay. super cool. Yes. And the kit includes the yarn from 100 Ravens Yarn, and that was won by Knit Sublime, Diane from Canada. Congratulations. That was for your Peacock Eyes cardigan, which nice. is lovely. Nice. And then we have one skein of chromium, chromium from Neighborhood Fiber Company. That's their new stainless steel right. lightweight right. base, right? Donated by Neighborhood Fiber Company, and that goes to CG in Yay! France Yay! And <laughs> for her jeweled cowl and the Asai pullover. Yeah, and that was a Fildar pattern. The name was some oh. really weird name, so I'm using her <laughs> name of the Asai pullover. 
And the last prize is a skein of rustic DK weight yarn, also donated by Neighborhood Fiber Company. That's another of her new bases. And that was won by Evanston Michelle. Congratulations, Michelle in Evanston, Illinois. And she knit two things as well. She knit the perennial top-down silk beret and a plaid blanket vest, and they look fabulous together. So congratulations, everybody. <laughs> and again, thank you, everyone, for participating. Absolutely fabulous knit-along. We both had so much fun. And please contact Charlene. Yeah. Knitter, yeah, just PM Char. PM um, me. You can find me in our Ravelry group. I'm one of the admins. You can find the names listed on the bottom if you don't know who I am in the group. But I think mostly everybody probably does. And just PM me and send me your address. Or in the case of an e prize, send me your email address and I will forward all of the pert pertinent information to the prize senders um in my case a lot of i am the prize sender so <laughs> yeah, sure, <laughs> in, in many in, in a lot of the cases i am the prize sender but in some cases they'll they'll be coming from um somebody else right like so, neighborhood fiber companies yeah, sending yeah. directly shasta daisy knits etc yeah. so congratulations everyone thanks so much for knitting along and we have some thank yous that i should have made in the beginning of the episode shame <laughs> on me thank you mom Maggie and Cindy for the fabulous donations that we've received in the last several weeks. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. And yeah, mom is my mom. <laughs> it's not a rivalry yeah, it's name. It's not a rivalry name. Mom, you know who you are. And we have a book review. Today we'd like to review the book Dreaming of Shetland, which is edited by Donna Dracun Dracunis and Anne Burke. They are the editors because it is a compilation of patterns, and the tagline for the book is A Dream Thunder Project for Deborah Robeson. And because we did our Deborah Robeson interview last week, it felt right to do this interview, not interview, this review today. <laughs> this book is literally a project of love by many, many designers who are trying to help Deb fund her Shetland research project. And it's only a $20 book on Ravelry, which is where you can purchase and download it. And I believe it's going to have over 20 or approximately 20 patterns by the time it's finished. There are 12 patterns listed on Ravelry. As of today, as September of today. 26th. So I'm, I haven't got, yeah, I'd have to go. I haven't actually counted all of the patterns in the table, table of contents, contents. Mm -hmm. because the the version that Gail and I are looking at only has four patterns. Right. I don't so think far. I haven't yeah. checked my Ravelry library to see if I have a newer version available because this book is being released in sections, which is kind of cool. It's kind of like a serial novel where you get a chapter <laughs> every once well, in a while. Well, you have time to knit and then Before just the when you finish it. Right. Yeah. So, so of the 12 patterns that are out right now, there are hats, mitts, socks, shawls and a sheep bag which is really really cute yeah and let's see the patterns come from meg swanson and bud beth brown rensel hunter hammerson i'm just listing a few of the names that i have seen sivia harding um, franklin habit cat bordy okay so those aren't of, listed on the 12 so. yeah so they haven't released yet <laughs> so they haven't released everything yeah, i pulled those yet. from the other page 
Oh, okay. And I see. Each of these designers has donated their pattern, you know, just donated it so that they can help Deb raise money for her project. And we're going to, I, I'm, I'm speaking on Charlene's behalf saying we're going to link to the pages oh, yeah. that describe this. There is an intro in the book from Deb and on Deb's website, she describes how they introduced the project idea to her. And it's just really, really sweet. It as, is. As we it all is. know, knitters are the best people <laughs> in the world. And this is just another case in point. And yeah, the project was the vision of one of Deb's friends who came up with the idea and I guess talked to other people and then they all presented it to Deb and said, hey, this is how we think we can help you fund your research. Yep. So very that's, cool. That's very nice. Knitters rock very, very in so nice. many ways. Yeah. But like I said, it's a $20 ebook download and it looks like it's going to have 20 or more actual patterns in it up. Charlene has a table of contents up now. So right now what you can do on Ravelry is you can purchase the book, you can download the sections that have been released, and you can download the table of contents so you know what patterns are coming are and coming, which yeah. designer is knitting them and which section of the book they're in. So they'll be released in order one through five or six by section. Right. And Donna, Dr I don't know how to pronounce Dracunis? it. She also has a Dreaming of Shetland hat pattern out that just came out in the new issue of Nitty. And this is one of, I don't know if it's included in the book or not, but it's also her, wear, her way of raising awareness for the project itself. So if you've looked at her Dreaming of Shetland hat project, on that pattern page is more information about the project as well. And Oh, the one thing I did want to point out that some people had been surprised that the patterns in the book aren't knit from Shetland wool because <laughs> Dreaming of Shetland, they expected it to be all Shetland projects. It is not. These were basically people, you know, designers who donated a project pattern, etc., to the book and they didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare you know, to come up with a with a pattern from scratch and source the yarns and everything like that. So a lot of them used patterns that they had already in progress with yarns already in progress. Thus, lots of different yarns are represented and lots of different techniques. And I think most of the projects are going to be fairly small. I didn't see any sweaters, I don't think. Oh, that's so, a good point. Yeah, so they're yeah. all going to be manageably sized yeah. projects which is yeah. also very nice so especially for gift knitting for christmas right right perfect and timing i'm i have one pattern open right here it's called the magical side to side scarf that's written our, both by of our favorite susan so santos and that pattern is written for the zauber ball sock yarn and it can also be made i think it says in any yarn I think it said that as in well. In any weight because of the way that the pattern is written from side to side. And then it has some fringes that are created as you go along. So it's kind of interesting. But I just wanted to mention this one because I had it open and that it's Nitten's Ball, so that it is accessible for other yarns. You can substitute. And if you're so inclined, you can probably source some Shetland for it as well. Yeah, <laughs> there is. It's relatively easy to find Shetland wool. With Jameson and Smith and Jameson Company, I think are the two 
providers from the Shetland Islands whose names are so close together that you think they're one company, <laughs> but they're really two. So it is easy to find Shetland if that's what you choose to use for the projects. But our purpose in doing the review today was not really to go through the patterns because we haven't had a chance to knit anything. And like I said, I only have four of the patterns to look at in depth. I don't have right. the entire book, so right. we can't really do a full review. Right. But it's a great, great way to support Deb in her efforts. And she doesn't only study Shetland, as you know, from the interview last episode. She knows a lot about a lot of breeds, you know, the Fleece and Fiber Source book, the Field Guide. She's an expert in the field. And I want to support the things she's learning because it benefits all of us. So. Right. And we just wanted to bring awareness to that to this project and see what happens yeah, and, and hopefully see what Deb comes up with. <laughs> I think, oh, I'm not sure if she's in Shetland now, but I think she said that she was going to the I UK soon think for different she events. Is. Yeah, I think she is too. I think she is. She tweeted just a couple days ago that she was leaving and packing. So I think she is there now. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, if you're so inclined, at least take a look at the patterns, see if there's anything you're interested in. And again, it would make awesome Christmas knitting, if nothing, or gift knitting, I should say, mm -hmm. if nothing else. So hopefully someone will fall in love with it. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. So that's about the whole episode this time. We are going to have an interesting release schedule coming up. Yes, we are. So this episode, if you're, listened this far, you may have <laughs> or already realized that this episode will be released a few days early because Gail will be traveling. So it's just going to be easier for us to release it a little bit early. And then our next episode will be our normal schedule. So it might seem like there's a little bit of a longer time. It, it's only going to be a few days. Yeah. So it'll be two weeks and a few days. And that will be another episode in our wool series where we will be talking with Clara Parks. Yay! <laughs> so we hope you're all enjoying the wool series. We love the feedback that we're getting in the thread in our group. And if you haven't checked that thread out yet, please come and take a look and let us know if there's anything about wool breeds you want to share with us, sources for wool, anything that's interesting that you can throw out there because we're fascinated. And I noticed Charlene didn't mention her adventures. Oh, I have a little swatch here that swatch I have been knitting in Coriadale that came to me as fiber. So I've been practicing my learning to spin skills. You heard it! You heard it! She's <laughs> learning to spin! <laughs> I'm so excited. So more on that in future episodes, it's I'm sure. all about learning about the fiber. Yep. So. So, That's thanks for listening. That's where this journey has led me. I, I, we knew it was going to. We oh, yeah. knew eventually you'd oh, yeah. be spinning. So it's here. The time, has, the time yeah. has come. So thank you so much for listening and spending an hour of your time with us. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. And we will talk to you soon. Happy knitting. Bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits! <laughs>